0: Girlfriends, episode number 159, Five Ways to Spread Joy on Valentine's Day. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I am on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about Valentine's Day and some creative ways to celebrate as a couple, as an individual, or as a family. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. You know I always love to connect with you here on this early morning. First up, we need to check in after last week's episode about exercise and why you might be giving up on it or refusing to get started on it or already have given up on it. Did you change anything in the last week? I told you last week that I've been working on um, using the T25 program with Shanti, and I'm still doing that. In fact, I just did it like an hour ago. I got up real early. This is what I've been doing. I'm going to just share this real quick here. Um, is I've been, and this is, seems like a no-brainer, and I think I used to do this in my past life, looking at my schedule the night before, okay, and if it looks extra busy, I get up a little extra early to get that workout in. Um, usually if I don't have a really, you know, packed schedule in the morning and I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to fit it all in, I will decide, you know, I'll get up, you know, just in time to take the kids to school, which is seven-ish. And then when I get back, I will do my workout. But... Sometimes, and today was one of those days, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get all that done before lunch. And I, I know what happens after lunch. <laughs> my schedule falls apart. I get interrupted by other people's projects. I get uh, phone calls. Um, and then later in the afternoon, kid driving starts. So I really I really count on my mornings for getting stuff done. Anyway, so on those days, I choose to just get up an hour earlier and get that workout in first thing. And it feels great. I mean, I'm extra tired at night, I guess. I haven't really noticed. But um, anyway, just an idea. It is possible. (laughs) It is possible to do. Just uh, look at your schedule ahead of time and plan ahead. Because otherwise, what I was doing was just trying to fit everything in and feeling frustrated. And oftentimes, it was the workout that would get pushed to the side. So just so you know. That's what I'm working on. Um, Also, I wanted to check in with you about the Litany of Trust. Have you been praying it with me? Um, I wanted to mention here, I mentioned it on the Catholic MomCast, the other podcast that I do with Lisa Hendy over at CatholicMom.com. If you're not a listener of the Catholic MomCast, why are you not a listener of the Catholic MomCast? Get over there and (laughs) subscribe. You can just look up Catholic MomCast on iTunes if that's where you listen, or go to CatholicMom.com. There's a podcast tab, and you can get all the information there and listen to past episodes. Anyway, I shared there about the Litany of Trust, and um, I shared the news that the sisters are now offering a prayer card of the Litany of Trust, and it's actually beautiful. You can buy them in bundles of 25. Then you have some for sharing. And it's really printed up very beautifully. I was looking for a way to print it up because they previously, and I think they still offer this, they have a PDF available where you can print it up, but it was like a full page. And I was trying to figure out a way to conveniently print that up to like place it somewhere in my house or whatever, to, to remind me to pray it each day, but also to remind me to pray it throughout the day and encourage others to pray it. So go to... Um, sistersoflife.org. And you can find it there. I'll put the link to the prayer itself on their page in the show notes for this episode of Girlfriends. If you want to order your own copy of the Litany of Trust, such a beautiful prayer. All right. This week, we're talking about Valentine's Day. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? A lot of us kind of put this aside um, when we get married and have kids and we're no longer dating, right? Um, and it's it's true. Valentine's Day definitely changes When you get married and you start having a family, I know when Dan and I were dating, I don't recall ever making a big deal about Valentine's Day, but I'm sure we got each other gifts. Um, Oh, actually, I remember one time in particular, he got me this really beautiful necklace. Um, Anyway, we used to celebrate, you know, more romantically. And then after we got married and started having kids, I would try to make a special dinner that night. And sometimes I would try to make it just for Dan and me, but then sometimes I would make it for the family. And I was inspired by my own mom who, when we were growing up, we did Valentines in our classrooms, right? And we would buy the little boxes, the pre-made Valentines with Mickey Mouse on them or whatever, and, you know, write them out for each of your classmates. I don't actually know what they do in schools today, because none of my kids have gone to school for elementary. Um, anyway, do they still do that? Um, actually, I know they do some treats, or at least some people do, because I saw some Facebook friends talking about preparing treats for the classroom. Um, anyway, my mom used to just bake a heart-shaped cake, and that was her valentine to the family. And it was it was fun, and it was special. And honestly, I think sometimes as, as moms, we get more worked up about these things than our families do. Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. All of these holiday Right, tried to talk you and me down off of the ledge over Advent season to not be doing that about Christmas, but even more so with things like Valentine's Day. Don't don't feel like you have to, you know, go all out to to super impress your kids. Anyway, then I sort of evolved into uh, getting treats for my kids and just candy or you know a little stuffed animal or whatever, and I'd have that prepared for them in the morning. And we've kind of gotten away from that. In fact, I think this year nobody will even mention doing that um, but I wanted to talk about some day some ways to spread joy on Valentine's Day because it's a nice thing you know it's yes it's Saint Valentine if you don't have oh I'm gonna make a note to myself to put this in the show notes. Um, a link to a beautiful copy of a book about St. Valentine. Um, it's got beautiful artwork in it too. And it, and it tells the real story of St. Valentine, who is a martyr in the church. If you didn't know that, you should look it up and, and learn the story of St. Valentine. So yes, it is a feast day, but it's really been kind of taken over by our secular culture, right? And Hallmark. And a lot of people reject it for that reason. Like I don't need uh, someone else telling me that I need to buy a card or buy a box of chocolates or, you know, it's been commercialized. And, you know, funny, even before Christmas, I was seeing Valentine's stuff out. You know, the stores are are way ahead of the game on these things. I even saw Easter eggs like the week of Christmas. <laughs> anyway, we won't forget to celebrate with the stores being so well prepared for the next money making holiday. Um, but Valentine's Day doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be about that. But it definitely changes. Right. And um, we talked about this a little bit on uh, the Facebook page for the girlfriend's uh private group. If you're not a member of that, you can get the link to connect with us on Facebook through the show notes, which are always available at ascensionpress.com. Um, but anyway, I, I asked some of the ladies there, you know, what they do, and I and I liked some of the things that they do. They talked about doing craft projects, talked about making special recipe, they talked about um buying flowers and it's still nice to celebrate because guess what? It's February. And February stinks. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the longest, shortest month, right? At least here in New Hampshire, it always has been. The weather is terrible. Often there's illness. You're just over it. There aren't the holidays anymore. Our snowbanks banks are um, like up to, I don't know, like, well, the ones in our driveway are up to like almost my chest. And when I'm driving out of my driveway, I feel like it's not safe because I have to like creep out and I can't see if there's oncoming traffic. Thankfully, we live on a very quiet country road, but there could be a car. <laughs> anyway, they just you start feeling like the snow is piling up and it's those winter blahs, right? We've done shows in the past all about how to get over the winter blahs. And that's because this is a rough time of year. The holidays are done. So right there in the middle of awful February is... Valentine's Day. And why not celebrate it? Why not look for a way to spread joy on Valentine's Day? And, you know, thinking of my driveway and how awful this time of year is reminded me of a Valentine's Day that I'll never forget about, gosh, it's probably been like seven years now that um, we had a really horrible winter with tons of snow. And that winter, we happened to be using a new plow guy. And, and he wasn't very experienced apparently he plowed our driveway <laughs> really really terribly um and we have we have a long driveway okay so it takes it takes a little bit of skill level i couldn't plow it um to be able to plow it properly and put the snow in the proper places and but this guy was just kind of like plowing it straight down and trying to shove all the snow to the end of the driveway not always succeeding at that and um, so over the course of the winter, we now had hit February, what the result of this was, was that we had this giant mountain of snow at the end of the driveway. And uh, the dra- driveway itself was really narrow, like you could barely get a car down there. And then on top of this, we had a major ice storm the day before Valentine's Day. And... So what happens when you have a lot of snow and then you get a major ice storm is you get a thick layer of ice, right? That's, that freezes on top of the snow. So our driveway, I mean, it was like ready for like a luge competition. It was super narrow and you could barely get a car in there and we have multiple cars, right? And anyway, on top of this, okay, it's Valentine's day. This is the state of our driveway and it is like zero degrees outside and, um, our septic needed to be pumped out. This was back in the good old days when we were having septic troubles on a regular basis. If you don't have a septic tank, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about, but septic trouble is the worst and it's the most expensive thing. We ended up replacing the entire thing for tens of thousands of dollars. Anyway, don't want to talk about that, but we needed it to be pumped out we like it would it would regularly happen that we weren't able to like flush toilets right and so this was going on and it's valentine's day and we need to call the septic guy who we're like on a first name basis with now because he was coming out so regularly while we were figuring out how to handle our septic issue and then Dan said oh, let's go ahead and call him but he said he's not going to be able to bring that truck down our driveway it's, you know it's a giant septic truck and so in our in our plan, in our panic to be able to flush the toilets that Valentine's Day, um, he called a friend of his who wasn't our regular plow guy, but who had a plow, who had an old plow, because here's the thing. You don't want to plow a driveway that has a thick layer of ice on top of it. It's going to destroy your truck. It's going to destroy your plow. But this guy happened to have this old Plow that he didn't care much about, and Dan knew he wouldn't mind coming in and helping us out. So, this guy came over, started like crazy trying to break through the ice, and then Dan and some of the boys were out there like picking at the ice with shovels. I mean, we were battling winter on this day, Valentine's Day, and they did it like in the nick of time before the truck arrived, and then the (laughs) truck just barely like made it down the driveway and I was so worried he was going to get stuck there we were gonna have to like have the septic guy sleep over or something um anyway in the end septic guy came did his job and he left and I'll never forget that Dan was standing there and as the truck is pulling out and like we're exhausted from this experience it took several hours by the time we were done with all of this and Dan just turned to me and he's like Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> because it's the most ridiculous thing, right? I mean, what? how romantic the septic and the ice and the plow guy and oh my gosh. Anyway, I remember thinking that was so hilarious in the moment and just loving it, right? Um, but you may be in a point in your life where you were like, forget that. I want a Valentine's Day. I want to enjoy Valentine's Day. And something that I'm going to get to the five things. Don't worry. I'm not just going to tell stories today. <laughs> um, but something I've noticed about things like Valentine's Day is um th- these are these opportunities are a moment to kind of think about your relationships and kind of the pressure we put, I think, on ourselves and our our husbands on moments like Valentine's Day, our birthday, our anniversaries, Mother's Day. The the level of pressure we put on them, I think, is dependent upon how, how good we're feeling in our relationship on normal days, the rest of the days of the year, right? Because I know early on in my marriage and early on in my motherhood when I was struggling and life was hard and I didn't feel appreciated sometimes as much as I wanted to be, that I did put a lot of pressure on those days. And guess what? Putting pressure on days like Valentine's Day usually doesn't work out great doesn't you you you're setting yourself up to be disappointed and start a fight or something. Um so it's an opportunity and I want to encourage you to do that with regard to Valentine's Day. What are you what are your expectations? And how how much pressure are you putting on yourself and on your spouse to have a certain kind of day on Valentine's Day? Cuz it does change, right? and in the, our conversations on, uh, the girlfriends group on Facebook, we were talking about like, you know, how simple it is and how some of us, um, were sharing that you either go out with your husband early before Valentine's day or after because of the crowds and, um, the expense of going out on Valentine's day or of buying flowers on Valentine's day. Yeah. You don't want to be doing that. I mean, it's crazy. So, and I know from being a server in a restaurant, um, many years ago and working valentine's day i mean talk about unromantic uh just slogging couples through and you know and just making money um it, it's and it was so so crowded and so busy That's really not a day that you're probably going to enjoy going out. So maybe wait and have a special date later. Um, But anyway, however you celebrate Valentine's Day, and I'd love to hear from you. If you want to join our group on Facebook and join the conversation there or send me an email or send me feedback about Valentine's Day and your own Valentine's experiences. Anyway, so... Are you planning to go out? Whether or not you're planning to go out, I have five different ideas for ways, different ways to spread joy on Valentine's Day. And that's really what I like to be focused on on Valentine's Day is because we need it. Like I said, we're in the dead of winter. This is the blah time of year. This is the time of year where if you're going to, experience seasonal affective disorder, you are going to experience it. Um, so I'm going to share with you five different ideas and maybe you have some of your own. I'd love to hear from you if you have some ideas of your own for ways to spread joy on Valentine's Day. It doesn't have to just be about romantic love. It's spreading love, right? Okay. So the first idea I have is send anonymous Valentines. This is fun. Okay. I did this, um, Gosh, oh, way back early on in my working life, when I I used to be a program director at a nursing home, and there was a receptionist there, like in the in the main hall where there was like an activities hall and whatnot. Um, and she was she was a lovely lady. She was quite a bit older than me, and I knew that she was widowed and she had one grown son who she was so, so proud of. And I enjoyed talking with her a lot. And I remember one Valentine's Day, I just kind of thought. No one's probably gonna send her a Valentine, you know? and, um, so I decided to send her one anonymously, but also just being not not like it's a romantic thing, right? It's not romance, okay? It's about loving and appreciating people. And just a, a little note, just saying how how much we appreciated her service to the people who lived there and um what a what a bright spot she was in in people's days. And I know because I ended up hearing her talking about it later, just how much that meant to her to receive that anonymous note. And you don't have to make it anonymous, but I think it's fun to make it anonymous, right? Um or you might um you know, even send an anonymous valentine to somebody that you see every day that you don't even really know, whether it's like an old lady you see at church or a cashier at um a store you go to regularly or your hairdresser, you know, somebody that you see regularly that you appreciate. Um you might want to send an anonymous little Valentine note too um I know one of my coworkers at Holy Cross Family Ministries this past year, Melissa, I'm going to give you a shout out because Melissa is awesome. She's this young woman who works with CatholicMom.com and she's amazing. We love Melissa. And one of the amazing things she did last year was she went around and gave everybody valentines with little personal notes written inside of them. I thought that's amazing. And that is so thoughtful and meaningful, especially to people you work with and that you see every day. Um, so those, it doesn't have to be anonymous. Um, so, but sending anonymous is kind of fun. You might send it to um, like a children's hospital. You could call these places, right? A nursing home, a children's hospital. You can call them and ask if, um, you know, for names. And then you could make valentines with names. And that's a fun project that you can do with your kids. And kids would love the idea of surprising somebody who's in a, in a bad place, perhaps, in a children's hospital or lonely in a nursing home. Like I mentioned, I used to be an activities director in a nursing home. And it was my job to kind of celebrate things like Valentine's Day. And let me tell you, I would have loved it if somebody called up and asked for names of people that might need a valentine. Uh, that would have been great <laughs> to be able to have you know something special to give to people with their name on it. So, anyway, that's the first idea. It's a good way to spread joy. And you know, in the process of doing these things, you'll be spreading joy not just to the people that you're touching with the activities, but to yourself. It feels really good to do these things. And if you're at all inclined to be negative about Valentine's Day, this is a great way to put a positive spin on it. All right. Number 2, express your gratitude. In some kind of way, right? We've done whole shows about gratitude here at Girlfriends because it's so important. It's so important to pause and notice just how blessed we are and give thanks to God for that, but also give thanks to the people in your life who do things for you. So, what could you do? Um, you could um, you could bake cupcakes, Valentine cupcakes, and bring them to your local police department or fire station um and you know those people work and serve us every day really great opportunity to kind of give back to them a little bit or you know bring a pizza somewhere bring a pizza to a, a workplace that you interact with maybe not your workplace you could bring it to your workplace but people that you're grateful to maybe it's a family member maybe there's a priest in your life that you want to thank and it doesn't have to be a gift you could do a written note to thank them for whatever specific way that they've touched your life. Maybe it's your kid's teacher. Maybe it's the lady who drives the bus, right? Think about um, someone that you're particularly thankful to and appreciate them. Put it in writing. Give them a little gift, a little Valentine. Attach it to Valentine's Day in some way. And um, that way you're really just spreading joy because think about what a gift that would be to receive a surprise Valentine thanking you for something that you thought maybe that other person took for granted, or you weren't really pausing to realize that you had touched somebody in that way. Think how encouraging that would be. So be that encouragement for somebody. And I really recommend you put it in writing. I think, you know, you can text somebody and that, and that's meaningful. I mean, for sure. Um, that I'm not saying that that's worthless, but it really means a lot when you take the time to write a little note on a little card or whatever. And, you know, you can find Valentine's cards in the stores. Trust me, (laughs) they are selling them. Um, So, you know, look for a way to do that. I think that's a a really meaningful way to spread joy on Valentine's Day in your home, in your family, in your workplace, in your community, at your church, in your kid's school. You know, there are lots of ways to do this. So um, that's number two. Express gratitude in some way and you will be spreading joy on Valentine's Day. All right, number three is volunteer somewhere. We've already mentioned nursing homes and I can tell you from my experience in the nursing homes, we had tons of people and schools and whatnot calling us up at Christmas time. They wanted to come in and volunteer at Christmas time, which is great, but what about the rest of the year? (laughs) It really would be nice on a random Thursday or whatever day Valentine's Day is, uh, to have a group come in and maybe just a person come in, you know. Um. So if there's a nursing home near you, you can contact their activities director or a nurse there or, you know, call up and ask who you can talk to about volunteering and find out what they need. Sometimes all they need is somebody to go around and just visit with people. Sometimes what we really loved was having someone come in and write letters for the residents because they – still had people they wanted to keep in touch with, but they no longer could see well enough or write well enough to um, write their own notes. Um, Really a really beautiful way, beautiful act of service to be able to do that. Um, We used to have kids come in and sing songs. Uh, My daughter recently participated in that with one of her high school groups. Um, So Valentine's Day is a great opportunity to do that. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day, but maybe during the week or something. Figure out a time when you could... Um, maybe volunteer at a local crisis pregnancy center, um, for a day or for an afternoon or for a couple of hours, call them up and ask what they need. Maybe they need someone to do some shopping for them. Um, maybe they need somebody to come in and organize shelves or, you know, whatever. Um, also your local food pantry, find out what they need. Find out the ways in which you might be able to be of service. Look for an opportunity even in your own parish. There are probably regular things going on. I've shared with you before at um, a church near here that we have what's called hands across the table, which is um, once a week serving a dinner to local residents, a lot of them people who might even be living outside on the streets. Um, but otherwise, people who might just appreciate a hot meal. It's a nice meal that is is cooked. And then we, we wait on them there. Uh, beautiful program. So something like that might exist in your parish or somewhere near you or at some other church near you. Look for an opportunity to volunteer somewhere. Because on days like Valentine's Day, if you are tempted to have a pity party like, oh, nobody sent me a Valentine or, oh, my husband forgot or whatever. Um, Getting outside of yourself and giving to other people who need it is really a beautiful way to kind of get over that feeling of feeling sorry for yourself, which is, let's face it, that's really unpleasant. All right. Um, So look for a place in your community that could use your volunteering and maybe bring your kids with you. Maybe bring your husband with you. Could be starting a new Valentine's tradition of giving in some way. All right. Number four is related, um, but do an anonymous act of service. This I love because especially if you involve kids with this, they love to conspire <laughs> in in a good way to surprise somebody with an act of service, right? Um, one opportunity we have here at our at our house regularly is next door, and we we don't really have neighbors here. We live on ten acres and there's woods and anyway, but our our neighbor, who if you walk down the street a little ways, um, is a a an older lady who's a widow she lives by herself she doesn't drive and um i noticed <laughs> last winter that after major snowstorms she was out there shoveling um her, around her she had a guy plow her driveway but then she was shoveling around her mailbox like to make it more accessible And so that's an opportunity where it's like after a snowstorm, get a kid over there before Louise gets out with her shovel and give her that active service. Just, you know, take care of that. I'm positive there are places in your life where you can perform an active service or help your kids to perform an active service anonymously for someone in a way that's going to make you feel great and is going to really spread joy um, you know, look for something like that. Maybe even, you know, the typical pay somebody's toll on the highway, pay for the coffee of the person behind you. Right. Um, you know, whatever it is, those little things are, are ways of service to other people that are unexpected that bring joy. They bring joy to you in doing them, but they also bring joy to the recipient. I know I recently, um, I went into the pharmacy and I was buying, I don't know, like $20 worth of stuff. And the lady told me, It was only going to be $7. And I was like, what? And she said a man had come in earlier and given a a lot of money to her and said, you know, pay for the next people's stuff until you run out. And I was the last person. And so it ran out on me. So it it was like $13 left or whatever. Um, Amazing. I mean, and that made me feel so great. Not because I saved $13, even though that was great, but mostly because somebody's trying to do something nice and spread joy and be generous. That's a beautiful thing. So, you know, look for ways that you can do that. St. Nicholas um, is famous for having done anonymous gift giving, right? When putting money in the girls' stockings all those years ago. Well, look for a way you can do that. You can even do it in your own family. Um, You know, sneak and do somebody's chore for them. Uh, do something that your husband usually does or go out of your way and do something for, for one of your kids as an active service that you wouldn't normally do. Um, it can be really fun. That's definitely a way that you can spread joy on Valentine's Day. All right, number five, the fifth way that I want to encourage you to consider spreading joy on Valentine's Day is love yourself. I know this is so, so cheesy, but no, really, um, if, especially if you're tempted to be throwing one of those pity parties, just do the thing for yourself. And I know (laughs) you want your husband to do all these romantic gestures, but if let's be realistic about what's going on in your lives and the distractions you have and how busy you are. And for sure, Um, Let me address this. If you feel like you have set expectations for Valentine's Day and you're going to be disappointed if he falls short of them, communicate with him about that. Not in a demanding way, but say, hey, this is really important to me. I don't know if you can, you know, remember to buy flowers or whatever it is that is really important to you. But consider what's really important to you. And can you do it for yourself? And I don't mean in a way that's like throwing a pity party for yourself. Like my husband won't buy me flowers. So I have to, in a way, like this brings me joy and I'm going to choose to do it. You don't have to buy yourself like a dozen red roses. You can um, buy beautiful flowers. I recently bought, and I was amazed to find them in the grocery store and they were even marked down and they were trying to get rid of them. Um, A beautiful bouquet of tulips that were closed. And then when I put them in the water, they opened up and it was beautiful for several days. I really enjoyed those flowers in the wintertime, you know, especially. So if you want to do something like that for yourself, do it or set some time aside on Valentine's day to just sit by yourself and do something you really enjoy, whether it's reading a favorite book or just sipping a cup of tea, listening to music, watching a movie you love or enjoying a treat. It's okay, right? all those valentine cupcakes and whatnot um it's okay to enjoy a treat on valentine's day or call somebody that you love and just connect with them just you know give yourself that that time by yourself if that's meaningful to you take care of yourself and it might just mean you know not doing chores for a day not doing your regular chores having dinner on paper plates and throwing them out and spending some time in the evening together doing something fun with your kids. Um just look for a way to kind of take care of yourself especially especially if you're you're tempted to kind of throw yourself a pity party on Valentine's Day. Um just look for a way to indulge a little bit and pamper yourself and love yourself because that's important too. All right, those are my five ways of spreading joy on Valentine's Day. 1 send anonymous valentines. Number 2 express your gratitude in some way. Number three, volunteer somewhere. Number four, do an anonymous act of service. And number five, love yourself. Let me know what you think about my ideas for Valentine's Day and let me know what you're doing for Valentine's Day. Inspire me. Join us on the Facebook group or just send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on all forms of social media or connect with me on Voxer. If you're on Voxer, that fun app for leaving voicemail messages for people, you can connect with me on Voxer using the link that's always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and be right back.
1: Wouldn't it be nice to have a Bible that actually explains how to navigate it and make sense of it? A Bible that includes a detailed plan for how to read it with a page layout that's designed for study and personal devotion? Now for the first time ever, there is a Catholic Bible that does just that. A Bible that incorporates the same color-coded learning system that has proven so effective in the Great Adventure studies. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most talented biblical scholars of our day, Mary Healy, Andrew Swafford, and Peter Williamson, to create the Great Adventure Catholic Bible. This Bible makes the complex simple, as it guides you through the narrative woven throughout salvation history. The translation is the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition, an elegant, accurate, and modern Catholic translation. The Great Adventure Catholic Bible is perfect for your personal devotion and Bible study, or as a gift for friends and family. If you want to understand sacred scripture and be transformed by the Word of God, then this is the Bible for you. Pick up your copy at ascensionpress.com.
0: Welcome back. Before we have to wrap up here, I just want to share with you some events that I have upcoming where I'm going to be speaking or participating in a conference. And there might be one near you. And I'd love to meet you in person. I always love meeting people in person who listen to the podcast. When people come up to me at various events and say, Hey, I listen to girlfriends, I know immediately that you get it <laughs> because we have a lot in common here. People who listen to girlfriends, I get you and you get me. So I would love love to be able to make that an in real life connection. Um, So let me tell you, this uh, coming February 23rd on Saturday, I'm going to be giving my You're Worth It retreat at the Catholic Church of St. Mark in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So if you're able to come out for that, That would be so great. I would love to be able to meet you in person. And I always love to be able to give the You're Worth It retreat. I have a retreat for You're Worth It, which is uh, my book where I focus on stories from women in the New Testament and their interactions with Jesus and what we can learn about God's unique love for women based on those stories. And I absolutely love giving that retreat. It's a wonderful way to be able to connect with women from all walks of life because the book itself really focuses on our relationship with Jesus and how what we find about our identity and our self-worth inside of that relationship, that personal relationship with Jesus that he wants to have with each of us. And really coming together for half of a day or most of a day on a Saturday. And um, sometimes we have mass and um, confession adoration, but really just being able to connect with other women about these stories in the New Testament. I always love the opportunity to be able to do that in real life with people. So that's Saturday, February 23rd in Virginia Beach. Um, Then I'm going to be participating in a Together in Holiness Marriage Conference, which is taking place in San Antonio, um, Texas. April 27th. That's also a Saturday. So I've done a few of those conferences um, with the St. John Paul II Foundation, which is a great foundation that puts on some great conferences. So I'm looking forward to doing that. If you live down there in San Antonio, love to see you there. It's been many years, I think, since I've been to San Antonio. So thrilled to be able to go back this April 27th. Also, May 11th, I am going to be hosting a You Are Enough retreat in Littleton, Colorado. So if you're in that area, you you might want to come out. I don't think... I think there's a link to get more information yet, but I will always share that in the show notes as soon as it's available. Um, but that's a You Are Enough retreat. That's that's Saturday, May 11th. Um, and that one is based on themes in my newest book, You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. And in that book, I look at stories from the Old Testament, women in the Old Testament, and what we can learn about Our relationship with God and how to grow in trust and love with God based on those relationships that those women thousands of years ago had, those struggles that those women had, have relevance for us today because the details might change and there are some wild stories in the Old Testament, but in the end, at the heart, at the core of it, our struggles are the same. We're women and we have these things in common and the ways in which we seek to relate with God and the things that we struggle with haven't changed in thousands of years. So I found that to be a really encouraging retreat to put together. And I'm really looking forward to hosting that on Saturday, May 11th in Littleton, Colorado. If you're interested in having me come out to your community, feel free to reach out. You can go to daniellebean.com and just click the retreats tab or click the speaking tab if you'd like to just have me come speak at part of a conference that you're already putting on, um, but if you'd like to have me come and host one of my retreats at your parish, your community, your women's group, click on that retreats tab and you can learn a little bit more about the different retreats, what the differences are between them, and you can fill out a little form there to request more information about having me come out. I would love to be able to meet you in person, so please, if you're at all inclined to do it, if the Holy Spirit is nudging you. Reach out to me. I'd love to be able to connect with you and find out a way that we can make it happen. Okay, and that's all we have for today. But I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for being a part of the Girlfriends community. I really appreciate the time that we get to spend together every week and I appreciate being able to connect with you. And it's an honor and it's a privilege and I don't take it for granted the fact that you spend some of your precious time each week connecting with me here at Girlfriends. It truly is important to me. It encourages me and it inspires me to grow in my faith and to give my all to my faith and my family life too. So thank you for being here and until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week